up. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. Welcome back to the Dinger Discussions Podcast. My name is Matthew Guir, and I thank you for listening today. You know, Dinger Discussions is your go-to place for all MLB news, rumors, storylines, and game breakdowns once, you know, we get into the season. Only 10 days away. Very excited for that. Um, today we do have the second installment of my division sla- uh, prediction slash preview previews. Um, today we have the NL Central on deck. I will plug the Instagram and Twitter real quick, at Ding Discussions. Make sure to go follow there to stay up to date with all news, rumors, storylines, just as the podcast covers, as well as announcements on the podcast when new episodes are up, things like that. So, getting right into the NL Central, I'm going to go from uh, my number 5 team all the way up to who I believe will win the division. So, starting off at number 5, we have the Pittsburgh Pirates running through their lineup real quick. You got This is all from MLB.com, so, you know, Pirates fans, don't come at me. So we have Adam Frazier starting off at second. Third base is key Brian Hayes. The young stud came up and played about 20 games, I want to say. Only got a third of that season in, and he ended with the highest war on the entire team, which is telling to either how good he is, how, you know, you know uh, the rest of the Pirates, how the rest of those players are. But, I mean, you know, no diss to anybody. I mean, making it to... The majors is difficult enough, but so you got Key Brian Hayes over at third base, young stud Brian Reynolds in left field, Colin Moran at first base. You know he shows a good amount of power. Uh, I believe, you know, over the first month and a half last year, starting in like July, up until probably mid to early August, he was at the top of that list of uh, home run leaders in Major League Baseball. So you know he's going, he can get hot. For them, uh, right field in the five spot, you got Gregory Polanco, and then Eric Gonzalez at short, possibly also Cole Tucker. Uh, number seven spot, you have Anthony Alford playing center for them, and then Jacob Stallings had a pretty decent year for them last year at catcher. Moving over to their rotation, uh, you got Stephen Brault, Mitch Keller, Tyler Anderson, Chad Cool, and JT Brubaker. Uh, you know, the rotation is, there's not a bunch of names there. However, you know, I mean, it's guys that are going to put up major league innings. They're going to, you know, primarily get the job done. They did, um, they did come in fifth last year. Um, Pirates, the rebuild is still going strong. And honestly, I mean, not too much to say there. Their closer is Richard Rodriguez. They lost Keon Keller last, uh, this offseason. And yeah, I mean... They're going to keep doing what they do. I'm not really too high on them, but, you know, I mean, to play baseball at the major league level is difficult no matter what team you're on. So that's kind of where I'm at with them. Moving on to the Cincinnati Reds, my fourth place team. Very, I want, I don't know, man. I mean, the Reds going into last season, if you looked at their lineup, especially with Bauer right at the top of that rotation, you were like, all right, this team is a team that can that can get it done and then they finished with more walks than base hits and you were like yikes and then you watched that game against the Braves in the playoffs where it went like 12 or 11 or something like that and ended one nothing I believe it was on a Freddie Freeman not uh 
walk-off base hit. I almost said knock-off base hit. Walk-off base hit, and it was just like, dude, this, I sat here for three and a half hours, and it was kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. So, you know, starting this lineup off, you got Shogo, Ikiyama, center fields, right fields in the two-hole, Nick Castellanos, Joey Votto in the three spot. He's, he's going to be good. I mean, Joey Votto, getting near the end of his career probably. You know, getting a bit up there in age. But, I mean, he, he's still going to put a production. Eugenio Suarez at third base. Uh, I believe he's second or third in the past two years in home runs. So, he's going to hit. You know, I mean, you got to take some. You got to give some to take some. I mean, he strikes out a lot, though, too. I mean, all those guys who fall in that, I'm going to swing big if I hit it or not. They're going to strike out a lot. Um, so, you have him in the four-hole playing third. Moose Moustakis, okay, in, at second base. He is extremely versatile, can play almost anywhere in the infield besides shortstop. He is looking to bounce back from last year. wasn't bad, but he was one of the guys that came over to Cincinnati where I was like, all right, we have something going. And then, you know, the production wasn't necessarily there, so he's looking to bounce back. You got the bopper, Jesse Winker, in the six-hole playing left field for them. Kyle Farmer at shortstop, still a young dude for them, looking to uh, looking to break out there. Um might not be the starter. This is what MLB.com has in their predictions, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I'm not really sure who else they could have. They lost uh, Freddie Galvis to, I believe, the Orioles. Um, so we'll see there. And then Tucker Barnhart, defensive stud. Not you know, um, necessarily the offensive numbers you want from a catcher, but from a defensive standpoint, he's really good. So he's behind the dish. And then, like I said before about losing Bauer, that hurt. Um... Cy Young winner, obviously. But the rest of the rotation, not something to necessarily scoff at. you got Sonny Gray, who is up and down, but when he's up, he's good, like very good. Luis Castillo, who I've been on for a while. I mean, um, I, I think he's really good. Wipeout slider is really, really good. I just want him to put it together. I believe he has a pretty high walk rate, so, I mean, you know, that's something you got to look out for. If he can, uh, you know, command the zone a little bit better. I know these are all cliche sayings, however, you know. It's something you're going to look for with him. Tyler Molly, young dude. Um, and then you've got Wade Miley and Michael Lorenzen uh, filling out that rotation. Michael Lorenzen, starter, reliever, what is he? I guess they need him in the rotation because I don't know who else they got in the rotation. So he's going to fill out that fifth spot. Um, he got hit around a little last year too, I believe. So, I mean, ultimately, and then, sorry, before I get ahead of myself, you got Sean Doolittle coming over. To fill that closer role along with Amir Garrett, the they got two hard-throwing lefties out of the pen who are probably going to be closing games for them. They lost Rossell Iglesias to the Angels, which the Angels' big pick, but we're not at the AL West yet, so talk about him when we get there. But overall, you know, I mean, the Reds, they can make some noise. Fourth, fourth place seems like the right spot for them. I don't necessarily know... They could move up. I mean, you'll see with my next team in third place, depending... If the guys they have in their lineup bounce back from a bad year last year, um, depending on how they do, the Reds could shuffle up and down. I mean, if you look at their lineup on paper without looking at last year, you're like, damn, how did this team not do better? But it was just strikeouts and then just putting the bat to the ball. Honestly, again, very, very, very cliche. I mean, you know, put the bat to the ball. Duh, Matt. But it's just... I, you want to see the guys hit, and they didn't really do that last year, especially with a Cy Young winner on your team, and your Cy Young winner wasn't really getting wins. 
because you know you weren't putting up in, enough runs per game, and that's that's what it comes down to. The rotation I think is going to hold it down for the most part. You get past, you get near Wade Miley, he's going to eat innings for you, but you know. At what cost? Maybe giving up three, four a game, maybe five, get hit around a little bit. And then Lorenzen, he is, I think, kind of inconsistent. He looks good when he's on, but again, you know, I mean, he got hit around a good amount last year. So, And then uh, Tyler Molly, um, we'll see what he's got. He pitched decently last year. And then Castillo and Sonny Gray, like I said, those guys, are they, they've proven. Uh, they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty good as well. So that's my um, synopsis on the... Cincinnati Reds it's all about that lineup are they gonna hit and if they do I mean you know you get a couple dudes in that lineup that that really do turn it on and you're looking at a a pretty decent team I don't know about playoffs but you're looking at a pretty decent team so now moving on to my third place team like I was saying before they got some guys last year did not produce the way you wanted them to especially compared to years past if they do turn it around though you could be looking at a very good ball club, and that would be the Chicago Cubs. Um, so we're getting it off for them according to MLB.com. Not sure how they're going to do it, but they have Ian Happ playing center field. They lost Elmora to the Mets, I believe, so he's going to hold down center field for them. Chris Bryant at third base. Really want to say something real quick. I got so like I play a fantasy baseball, right? I got him in the 18th round. Are people that down on him? Like one and a half bad years, right? Like. I don't know. I believe he will turn it on this year. I, I like Chris Bryant a lot. Um, third base, and third base, first base, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, fourth base, Javi Baez. Fifth place, Jock Peterson coming over from the Dodgers, the reigning World Series champion. Sixth place, Wilson Contreras. Very consistent guy. You know, very good ball player. In the seventh hole, you have the right fielder, Jason Hayward, and then holding it down the eighth spot. Nico Horner, young stud, playing second base. Um, I say stud, you know, you want him to be. You don't want to root against anyone unless they're on the Mets. Um, but Nico Horner, um, yeah, filling that role at second base that I believe Ian Happ played there last year because they had Almora in center. So, I mean, they flip-flopped some guys around. They got the versatility there. Um, moving on to the rotation, Kyle Hendricks. Zach Davies, Arietta, Return to the King. He comes back, comes over from my Phillies. Didn't have the best years in Philly, looking to go back to a familiar place, recapture some of that magic from, what was it, 2016, when he was just lights out. Uh, Trevor Williams and Alec Mills is rounding out that rotation. He threw a no-hitter last year. Doesn't throw particularly hard, but, you know, he's throwing guys off that day. So, you, you know, you uh, you see what he, he can do in the, in that spot. This upcoming year, and then you got Craig Kimbrell, um, still looking for him to be what he was in Boston uh, for them. So ultimately, I mean, like I was saying, they could fluctuate. They go to second all the way down to fourth place. I think it really depends on how those like cornerstone guys that were there in 2016 when they won uh, the World Series. You know, you got your Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez mainly, and then Contreras wasn't bad last year, but he's in that too. You still need him to produce. Uh, you see mainly Baez and Bryant, how they do this year. Baez, I know, struck out a ton last year. You want to see him cut down on that. I mean, he's still going to be great with the glove. I mean, he always is. Uh, Bryant, you know, I don't know what, what's up with him. I don't know if it's all the trade talks getting to him or what, but you want to see him do better um, for that team to, com- to be able to compete in this division. I mean, this division, you know, I mean, it, they'll – it's it's decent. It isn't the NL East like we reviewed uh, 
in the last episode, but I mean, when you look at it on paper, it's decent, but like, it's a very winnable, it's a winnable division for the Cubs, I really do think if these guys come through, it's a very winnable division for them, um, and again, it's all about beating, um, that one, the team that's number one, spoiler, it's the Cardinals, but it's all about beating them. If you can go toe-to-toe with the Cardinals, I do believe this is a division that the Cubs can take. Uh, but it's just, I mean, also starting pitching, not really sure what they're doing there. No offense to Zach Davies, Kyle Hendricks. Those are the guys at the top of their lineup. I mean, uh, rotation. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, Kyle Hendricks doesn't throw particularly hard. Uh, you know, I mean, it's all about VLO these days. But, I mean, you know, he's going to spin it. He's going to see what he can do. Uh, he's more of a, you know, a paint-the-corners kind of guy. He's 90-91 on his fastball, so we'll see what happens with that. But ultimately, I do believe it's about beating the Cardinals, and it's about Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez really holding it down and getting back to where they were at in 2016. I don't expect Bryant to have an MVP year like he did, but, I mean, to get back to especially those power numbers, getting those up and provide, you know, be that guy to drive in runs in the, in the two-hole, I do think that, I do think that, that that's very important for them. And then real quick, I don't want to just gloss over him. Ian Happ had a great year last year. Uh, he was their best player, I, I believe, in my opinion. You know, um, He's, he's going to lead it off for them, so you know you can expect good things from him again. So, yeah, moving on to our my number two ranked team. You may disagree with me. I kind of gave it away when I said the Cardinals were one. But I have the Milwaukee Brew Crew with the Brewers. Um, I like the signings they made. It wasn't necessarily big, splashy, oh, we spent $40 million a year on Trevor Bauer type money, you know, type uh, type uh, signings, you know, small market team. But I, I like it. I think their lineup is extremely underrated. I like their pitching. And then obviously we'll get to their relievers, but you got that one-two punch. And it, it looks kind of gross. So going through their lineup, they got Colton Wong. The Cardinals did not offer him the... Uh, what was it called? The um, the qualifying offer, which was around eighteen five, I believe. And then he got the same money from the Brewers, which was kind of strange. He might have got a little more. So he's going to be holding it down at first, uh, at second base in the in the uh, leadoff spot. Lorenzo Cain is going to be in center field after opting out last year. We'll see how he bounces back. Christian Yelich in left, and then. You have JBJ in right field, Omar Navarez, a catcher, Travis Shaw at third base. We'll see how he does. Good year with the Blue Jays last year. And then Keston Hura is moving over to first base after Colton Wong comes over to play second. And then Orlando Arcia at short. Keston Hura, I do believe, will be good this year. I mean, you're kind of waiting. He's another guy where, like, the talent is there. Like, you see it. The pop is crazy. He just strikes out a ton. I mean, you're looking to limit those numbers. Um, I don't know if something with the stance or if it's just a discipline thing, but like, you're really looking to limit it, limit those strikeout numbers because when he's on again, I mean, he's on and he 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 could be a very very good piece for them down at the bottom of that lineup. Um, Kane Yelich and JBJ in the outfield might be one of the better outfields in the league. I mean, we'll see, you know, Lorenzo Cain isn't 2015 Royals Lorenzo Cain, but he's still going to hold it down defensively, and he's still got a little bit of a bat on him. I mean, there's the reason that MLB.com is projecting him to hit in the two-hole, um, and there's a reason they have Yelich protecting him. I mean, it's, it, and then, you know, you got Yelich, obviously, bad year last year. If you think that he 
isn't going to come back and be absolutely insane this year, I feel bad for you because you're very wrong. Christian Yelich is a stud. He's going to be in left field. A little bit of the pressure taken off of him. Uh, he's not going to be in right field anymore. They got JBJ out there now. So I do believe Christian Yelich is going to be very, very good this year. And then, you know, like I said, Jackie Bradley Jr. coming over from the Red Sox. Took a little bit to get him to a team, but I do like the signing. Uh, moving over to the pitcher, you've got Brandon Woodruff, who's solid. Corbin Burns, who's very solid. Um, Anderson, Josh Lindblom, Adrian Hauser, and Freddie Peralta. Uh, they're starters. I think that's where it lies with this team after Corbin Burns. You know, Anderson, Lindblom, Hauser, and Peralta. They're rocking a six-man rotation, according to MLB. Um, so, not, being completely honest, don't know too much about these guys. And then, you know, the rota- uh, the bullpen is um, locked down with uh, Devin Williams, the rookie of the year last year, and Josh Hader. Um, you know, these guys, they're going to do what they do. They're going to strike dudes out, and they're going to look good doing it. You know, uh, Hader, obviously, if you're a baseball fan, you know who that is, comes around with the heater. Comes around with the wipeout slider, looking a little Randy Johnson-like. Um, and then Devin Williams, so that changeup is absolutely gross, I believe. You know, looks like one of the better pitches in baseball, like, as a whole. So you'll see if he can, uh, in that sophomore season, if he can come and do what he did again, basically, I mean. Um, so, yeah, the Brewers, I again, it, with all these teams, it seems to be in the pitching, because I like the lineups of, like, Pretty much every team here, minus the Pirates, because you know how the Pirates are, but um, I really do like the lineups of every team here. So again, with the Brewers, it lies in the pitching after your first two guys. If you can get someone else to step up, then you know I think you got it. Uh, I don't know about beating the Cardinals. However, I do believe you're headed in the right direction, possibly for that wild card spot, maybe. But then again, I don't know because I feel like spoilers going to NL West. I feel like the Padres slash Dodgers, probably more the Padres are a lock for that first wild card and then probably an NL East team. But you never know. I mean, you get hot for a month and a half and, you know, the pitching's on and the lineup is doing what I think they'll do this year. You never know. So, yeah, that's the Milwaukee Brewers. And then moving on to my first-place team, almost a lock, um, minus, you know, you don't ever want to say this, but minus injuries, I believe this is the team that's going to win the division. You have the St. Louis Cardinals uh, getting into their lineup. Tommy Edmund at second, Paul DeYoung at short, Paul Goldschmidt playing first base for them, the newly acquired best third baseman in baseball, don't at me, Nolan Arenado. Fifth, the young kid, Dylan Carlson. Sixth, Yachty coming back for another another year. Seven, Tyler O'Neill in left. And then Harrison Bader holding it down in center field. Flaherty, Wainwright, Quang, Hyun Kim, butchered that. Miles Mikolas and Alex Reyes as their starters. And then they got Jordan Hicks, the absolute flamethrower. It's ridiculous. He throws 100 in his sleep. I don't understand it. Uh, as their closer, you know, Cardinals are, they, when are they not good? I honestly couldn't tell you. Edmund, very underrated player, switch hitter, can hit from both sides, pretty decent defensively. Paul DeYoung, again, like a theme with a couple of these guys, was good a couple years ago, eh, 2019 even, so that's not even a couple, I mean, you know, um, it's just the strikeout thing. It, if he can limit those, he's going to be really, really good again. Goldie, one of the more underrated players in the league. I think he doesn't get the talk just because I feel like he's a very 
he's like Mike Trout-esque in the fact that he doesn't really talk. He's very, very, very good, but like, you know, you know about him because of his play, but he's not like out here like Tatis, like doing the bat flips and all that, which I love the bat flips from Tatis, but you know, he just doesn't get that publicity like he should. Skipping over Aeronautics, I want to talk about that trade. Dylan Carlson and Fit at the fifth spot, another switch hitter for them. Uh, not really too sure about what he did last year, but I know that he is a very highly touted prospect. Um, Yachty, obviously, going to go down as the best defensive catcher. Definitely second best, but possibly best, depending on where you rank Pudge of all time. He's going to surefire Hall of Famer. Tyler O'Neill in left, and then, you know, like I said, Bader. Uh, multi- pro- you know, gold gloves, all that stuff. Not necessarily the best at the dish, but, I mean... You know, you just want to... He's just going to get to a few balls that other people wouldn't, basically. That's what you want in your center fielder these days, right? I mean, you got your George Springers and people like that that are going to hit and play good defense. But, I mean, the tier below that is the guy that plays good defense. And that's exactly what Harrison Bader is. Um, So, moving on right now real quick to Arenado, because I never made a podcast episode about this. I know Dante, uh, my partner with the Dinger Discussions, made a post because he's a Rockies fan, and I felt for him. Um, he made a post about the uh, whole the trade at Dinger Discussions. Go follow, check the post out. It's from a while ago, but still go check it out. So I never got to actually talk about it on an episode. I don't understand how that trade happened. I don't have the details in front of me, and I'm not, so I'm not going to go over that necessarily because I don't want to be wrong. Like I, I heard them a million times from listening to other podcasts and MLB Network and Instagram and all that crap, right? But I don't understand how that went through necessarily because i guess the rockies just want to shed money it's ridiculous we'll get there when we talk about the nl west in the next episode but it's just it's wild so i mean he really does hold down that spot for them he's that guy you got like that that's scary one through four and then even dylan carlson if he comes out to be something you know not yachty can come up with a few clutch base hits so i mean one through six you're like yikes and then o'neill he's got pop and then bader obviously you know he'll put a He'll put a few good at-bats together. He's in there for the defense, but, I mean, don't count him out necessarily. So, Arenado, shed that Coors effect crap, okay? He's going to hit no matter where the hell he goes. He's going to show you this year. I guarantee it. He's going to show you this year so all those people that are like Coors effect can shut up about it. And, you know, Arenado's going to do what Arenado's going to do. He's going to pick it at third base. He's going to be the second-best defensive uh, catcher. Jeez. The second best defensive third baseman, you know Matt Chapman's probably got him there, but it's really tight. But I do believe he's got all the other third basemen with his bat. I think he's the best. Last year, bad year. Chalk it up to a COVID season. Not going to hold it against anybody. So I do think he'll come back, and he's really just going to lead them uh, with the core that they already have to first place in that division and a wild card spot. Uh, wild card spot and a playoff spot. So, you know, I do believe this line- lineup going to hit. Pretty much all these lineups hit. Uh, it's more about the pitching, and as far as this division goes, I do believe that they have the best pitching in the division. Jack Flaherty last year wasn't the best, but they were quarantined for like 21 days or something stupid like that. It's ridiculous, so, you know, chalk it up to that. Wayno is back. Adam Wainwright, uh, you know, he's going to do well this year. Kling, Hyun Kim, Nicholas, young kid Alex Reyes, pretty good arms there. And then Jordan Hicks, flamethrower. So, you know, I do think the Cardinals will win this division. Uh, I don't see a wild card coming out of this division just because you got the East and the Padres um, in the National League. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, the Brewers, can you get hot? The Cubs, can we have these cornerstone guys 
do their thing. And then, you know, the Reds, I mean, if people find it, what I thought they were going to find last year, who knows? And then, you know, the Pirates are doing their thing, more draft picks, yada, 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 Kumar Rocker incoming, right? The first overall pick, in my opinion. Although Jack Leiter did throw a 16 strikeout no-hitter or something stupid the other day. So we'll see with them. But Padres, you know, come back in a couple... Uh, Padres, yikes. Pirates, come back in a couple years. I do think you'll be very good soon. But then the re- 1 through 4, I believe 2, 3, and 4 are a toss-up. I mean, you can order them any way you want. I think the Cardinals are the division... Uh, the favorites for this division but you know you never really know until you play the games that's why you play the games that's why it's a full 162 baseball is a long season you never know injuries people get hot breakout stars people go ice cold i mean baseball's fun like that it's also sucky if you're a fan of that team where no one can hit but yeah um so that wraps that up thank you for listening uh follow the instagram twitter at dinger discussions uh And, you know, everyone have a great day. Ten days away from the start of the season. Very, very excited. You will see an increase in content once that happens. You know, we are a baseball page, baseball podcast. So I will be keeping up with all of that. And, yeah, I have been Matthew Guir. This has been the NL Central Prediction slash Preview episode. NL West coming at you very, very soon. Should be a good one. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thank you very much. Peace. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.